You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Wednesday, October 4th. Staring down the barrel of week five in the NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs have a late afternoon game against the Minnesota Vikings coming up this Sunday. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Swain, Chiefs are 3-1. and one. They take the practice field for the first time this week on Wednesday. And we should get an updated injury report. But... They've got a juicy matchup against the Minnesota Vikings to see if this passing game can get going after a tough game against the New York Jets. Yeah, I I think a lot of people right now are are focused on what the Chiefs can do to improve that aspect of the game. I I think there is something to be said about the New York Jets defense. I know that we look at the Jets as a joke right now, but they were a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender because of the defense and because of having Aaron Rodgers. And then I think you get the result that you did where Patrick Mahomes in the offense is, is stalling for two and a half quarters from the second quarter, about the middle of the, the fourth. And there's all this great concern, but I, I just tend to think now you're playing a weaker team in the Minnesota Vikings uh, and certainly a game where I feel like in the previous outing, Patrick Mahomes was a little bit embarrassed about how the offense looked. And so I, I tend to think things will look a little bit better moving forward this week. Yeah, I mentioned this on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show this past week against the New York Jets. And just go back and look at that week one matchup between the Bills and the Jets. Like, I don't think you should read too much into this offensive performance against that team because their defense is that good. Their defense is that talented. And really, just as far as the offensive line goes, they that pass rush gave the Chiefs offensive line more problems than we've seen any pass rush give them so far this season and that says a lot about the group of guys that they have for the new york jets that is a very tough matchup to go against that defense and the chiefs still came out ahead now 
this Minnesota Vikings team this week is very different. <laughs> They're kind of the polar opposite of the New York Jets, and they have this right. high-flying explosive offense that can put up a lot of points, but they got a defense that can't really stop anybody right now. Right, right. And and just a quick point about the, the Jets that I want to share, you know, as people are, are panicking. Read this morning that New York hasn't allowed a 300-yard passer in 22 consecutive games. So it's not just Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I mean, they, they seem to be pretty good at this. And you're right, Steve. And, and sometimes when we have these uh, occasions in the NFL where you're playing a weaker team the, the next week, I always – I always kind of joke that it's like when you're in peewee baseball and you have the donut on your bat and you're swinging and you're like, wow, this is a pretty heavy bat. You pop the donut off and you're swinging for the fences. And I, I just tend to think this is going to be one of those one, two game adjustments. Uh, if you happen to be a sports better, I really like the chiefs team total this week because I just think it's going to be something where they were frustrated. They're going to have a really good plan and they're going to be able to execute it a lot better against the Minnesota Vikings. And this week, something that we've been talking a ton about, and obviously coming off of that tough matchup against the New York Jets, is the Chiefs wide receivers. And we saw kind of a change last week where Rasheed Rice is starting to right. get more into the mix. He's getting more opportunities. And, and he's showing that he probably provides a little bit more of a boost than anybody else in that wide receiver room right now. Now, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to fully commit to Rishi Rice playing like 90% of the snaps at wide receiver at something or something at some point this season. But this matchup against the Minnesota Vikings and that secondary that has been giving up points like crazy, like this seems like an, a matchup for the offense and for the wide receiver specifically to possibly get right and hopefully deploy Rasheed Rice in an even more expanded role because that Minnesota Vikings secondary has been giving up points to virtually every offense that they've played this season. I mean, Steve, they, they lost to Baker Mayfield, right? Like this should be a get right game for, for the chiefs. And I want to zone in on Rasheed Rice. This is something that I was tweeting out yesterday. I actually wrote about it in our newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. So if you're a subscriber, you, kind of saw what I was talking about here, but just to get a little bit more into it, I was surprised to read this myself, but if you go to Pro Football Focus, I know that a lot was made about how Trent McDuffie is the top quarterback in the NFL right now. Who's number 14 among all wide receivers in the NFL? That's rookie Rasheed Rice. And speaking of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's the same grade that Mike Evans has right now, a grade of 79 as far as offense. It's the highest graded pass catcher on the Kansas City Chiefs. And you've kind of seen the usage of Rice go up each week. 31% week one, 18% week two, so a little bit of a dip. Half the snaps, 51% week three, and then last week almost half the snaps at 46%. I understand all these these concerns about the drops. So, you know, if you're joking about it, throw the first pass of the game to Rasheed Rice, let him get his drop out of the way, and then he's good the rest of the game. It seems like he has a drop a game. But in a more serious fashion, like, this guy's looking pretty good compared to the rest of the receivers in the NFL. I know there's been some concern about and maybe not being a man beater, and that might be something that you need, especially as you're facing what is a man coverage team in the Minnesota Vikings. But we'll see. I I came into the season, I'll be honest with you guys, I came into the season thinking Sky Moore was going to be that guy. For me personally, and I don't know where you fall on this, Steve, Rasheed Rice, as far as a ceiling goes, has passed Sky Moore because Sky Moore hasn't shown to be this reliable asset for Patrick Mahomes quite yet. And you can see late in the game, 
where Rice gets going, and all of a sudden Mahomes says, okay, I can hit this guy. He's going to catch the football. I don't know. I just feel like Rice, to me, in those internal power ranking standings, whatever you want to call it, receivers goes, is, is, is top of the heap for me right now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Through four weeks of the NFL season, I don't think any wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs has shown what Rasheed Rice has and, and what his ceiling could possibly be down the line here. I know I was really high on Sky Moore. It, it has not worked out. And we're seeing it week after week with Patrick Mahomes where he's got this incredible protection, maybe the best protection he's ever had in his career, and the defense is playing lights out like the best defense that Mahomes has ever had in his career but every single week so far we've seen him drop back have all this time to pass and he's just staring downfield staring downfield staring downfield because everyone is struggling to get open and Rasheed Rice has shown through four weeks that he's the guy that can that has a little bit more juice than every other wide receiver in that room so I don't think well, the Chiefs have a man beater right now, but Rasheed Rice is probably the best weapon that they have outside of Travis Kelsey. It's tricky. It's tricky because, you know, you've seen Rasheed Rice thrive against zone and same thing with Travis Kelsey. When the opposing defense is playing zone, that's when Kelsey can freelance and kind of just go find the soft spot uh, in the defense. It's when you have these man teams and that's where you really miss Tyreek Hill. If, you know, if you're trying to, you know, pick a certain spot for, for those of you still in the camp that said that she shouldn't trade, shouldn't have traded him uh, away. And, and I think that's where to me, sky in a sense is lacking. Like they drafted sky, I think in part because of they, of them projecting him to have the ability to do that. I mean, Steve in, in draft season, once they got sky more, how often were we saying, well, it's his release off the line of scrimmage. It's, you know, that hand fighting and being able to have a step or two on the defender right when, you know, you come into contact and very clearly it just has not been there for the chiefs. And so this is going to be an interesting test for them. But like I said, uh, Andy Reid, one of the more creative minds in the league, of course, if not the, the most creative offensive play caller in the league. And, and then you have, I, I think, just the factor of not playing well in the previous game. I, I know that it's, it's, it's a tough thing to quantify, but I, just, I, I tend to think that this team is going to find a way to look a lot better than they did in the previous game. Yeah, and we, we spent a lot of time on the pass catchers here. Like Kadarius Toney played a few more snaps last week. Uh, you know, Maybe he's more involved this week as he's getting healthier and healthier. So maybe we see him take on a larger role or maybe he, this is just kind of functionally what he is in the chiefs offense. Like not an every down player, but a guy that when they put him on the field, they're going to try to find ways to get him the ball and get him involved in the offense, which he's good at that. Like he, he has made plays for this offense that way. So curious to see with that. And I already mentioned, we'll get our first injury report on Wednesday uh, players to keep an eye on. Obviously Nick Bolton, who's missed the last two games, Cornerback Jalen Watson, who was out last week, are guys that we're hoping to get an update on on Wednesday. And then you know, maybe we'll actually hear from Travis Kelsey because he hasn't really been speaking to the media, but we haven't gotten an update on whether or not Taylor Swift is coming to Minnesota this weekend. So that's something to also probably be on the lookout for Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, we've been told that that Kelsey may come to the podium um, Thursday or Friday, but there's no clarity on that right now. We'll see. Uh, I'm focusing more, <clears throat> as you mentioned, Steve, on, on the injury report. I'm curious to see Nick Bolton back in the mix. Uh, I think when you're playing a team that has the weapons that the 
uh, Minnesota Vikings do. You know, Alex Madison and Cam Akers certainly in the backfield, but the the premier target is going to be Justin Jefferson. You're going to want to have all of your top defensive players for that game. And I, I, I don't, I know that Nick Bolton is not going to be going one on one with Justin Jefferson, but just allowing the entire defense to operate at full strength to me is key. You know, I was talking to our lead analyst Ron Cop yesterday, and and you know, Justin Jefferson's going to be, and he always is, the primary target for. Kirk Cousins, and I think it probably is going to equate to a one-on-one matchup between LeJarrius Sneed and Justin Jefferson with some help from the safeties, and they're going to have their hands full. And so it's never a thing they're going to admit at the podium. I've said this before about Nick Walton, where he was able to play through a game and now has missed two, so the ankle injury is is interesting. But maybe they're just saying to themselves, all right, Who's the high-powered offense that we really need Bolton full strength for? I just tend to think it's the Vikings. I'd be surprised if Andy Reid didn't come to the podium today and say, yeah, uh, Bolton is, is going to practice uh, or not practice in some capacity. I just I tend to think he's at least limited on Wednesday. We'll, of course, have that update for you at arrowheadpride.com later this afternoon. Yeah, and for the Kansas City Chiefs, it's hard to try and rush Nick Bolton back when you've got so much depth at the linebacker position. Drew Tranquil's been playing fantastic. He's great coverage linebacker, and Leo Chanel has been a really pleasant surprise for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. He's been playing really well. Willie's Gay, Willie Gay has been playing really well. Like Their linebacker room and defense overall has been playing spectacular through the first four weeks of the season, and especially that linebacker room against a player. You mentioned Justin Jefferson, but tight end TJ Hawkinson is a very good player and having a really nice season so far. So the linebacker room, whether it's with Nick Bolton or without Nick Bolton, could wind up being really significant in this game while the secondary is trying to lock down the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think when you have so much attention that's going to be garnered by one player, and even the, on the other side with, with Addison and the Chiefs are fortunate they have they have Snead and McDuffie because I think you feel better about that. Uh, but again, it, it's going to be being really sharp with the calls, being really sharp with the checks that that Bolton has given here, uh, and it's going to be a group effort. And so, like I said, I I think I I, I know that I we do feel like it's a mismatch because of the Chiefs versus Vikings defense, but this is still a Vikings offense that's capable of putting up points. And so the Chiefs are just going to want to be at full strength, I think. Yeah, there's a reason this team won so many one possession games last year, and it's because they can put up points in a hurry and they can be an explosive offense. So, uh, much more interesting offensive matchup this week for the Kansas City Chiefs headed to Minnesota to take on the one in three Vikings. But uh, I think we're all we all agree probably that they're a little bit better than their one in three record shows, at least offensively. So another tough test for the Kansas City Chiefs in week five. We'll have the updated injury report for you later this afternoon at ArrowheadPride.com. Have all the press conferences coming your way on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, as well as a fresh edition of the Great British Chiefs Show. You can follow tweet on you can follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sween. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. We will talk to you guys tomorrow morning on the next edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report.